welcome to Dating in the City, Season 4. We're your hosts, the Conti Sisters, matchmakers and co-founders of Matchmakers in the City, an old-school personal matchmaking firm, regularly featured on MTV, NBC, Forbes, and more. We've been celebrity matchmakers for nearly nine years, and now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey, you guys, and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Conti Pineda. And we're here. We are here. Ready to rock and roll. Ready to R&R. <laughs> I mean, you're ready to rock and roll. I'm ready for some <laughs> rest and relaxation. <laughs> oh, goodness. How are you doing, Christina? Great. How are you all, Sandra? You know, I'm good. It's been a, we, we just had a really big, um, there was a big protest happening outside of our office. It was for Armenian, it was the Armenian protests at the Azerbaijan um, embassy. So yeah, we we've had a busy, we've had a loud, noisy day, <laughs> and yes, you guys, we are at the office. Yes. Um, hate to cats out of the bag. <laughs> um, we're not making anybody work here, though. We're do, letting the matchmakers work from home, so that's good. Right. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's we're still in um, times of COVID, but things are getting a little better. Um, and yeah, I mean, we have so much to talk about today. We just actually um, unleashed. What do we say? Like we launched. We just launched. And mm-hmm. is it a launch of the video? Is it? A, is every video post. a launch? A we just yeah. We just posted a a new video, um, and it's called um, the th- three things. The only three things you should do uh, if you're ghosted. Um, after being ghosted. I think that's the name of it. Right. Where can they find that, Christina? We have on our Matchmakers in the City YouTube channel is where we're posting all of these dating tip videos, and it's shorter form, so they're easy, they're fun to watch, they're easy to get through, and you can learn a lot from them. So definitely check that out if you've ever been ghosted and you want to learn how to handle it. Absolutely, because it can be a little bit traumatizing, um, as I say in my story, but there are a few things that you can do that can really help you just build a bridge and get over it. Right. Um, but anyway, so let's jump right into our first segment. We couldn't help but wonder. As sisters, we grew up watching Sex in the City. Now, as personal matchmakers in 2020, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In our segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder, episode by episode, through today's lens. Nice. Okay, so this is season two, episode 15, um, and this is called The Freak Show. And Carrie couldn't help but wonder... Are all men freaks? <laughs> Do you remember this episode? Tell me. In, oh in my, my gosh. It might jog my so memory. So basically just Carrie goes on this string of dates with just weird guys. Mm-hmm. One of them is a kleptomaniac. Another one, they're going. They're at a movie, and on the movie line, he like sc- randomly screams at the people behind him. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like a string of weirdos that she goes on dates with. And um, then she ends up meeting this guy. 
guy after she had a bad date, like in a really cute, meet cute way, which is what I thought. That's how I thought that people met um, when I was younger to go on dates. But then I got older and realized that that never happens because people don't talk to each other, <laughs> um, especially in New York City. In L.A., you're I think you're a lot more likely to have a meet cute in Los Angeles than you are in New York City. Mm-hmm. I can say that having lived in both places. Yeah. I think and in other cities too for instance yeah. when I was in Oxford that happened a lot yeah or like San Francisco too you had a few meet cutes there that's true Palo that's Alto true. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah um but I think in yeah in LA there you can also have a few meet cutes too but for some reason in New York City not for some reason just people keep to themselves because you literally might get murdered because people just people are so crazy. But at there. events, I at events, that's yeah, that's to- that's different, it's different though. But not, not like in your randomly, like in life. Central Park, you're right. sitting on a bench. Right. Like the only people sitting on a bench in Central Park are homeless. Yeah, a lot and of that's times. a lot of times women are not down for that. Right. <laughs> I mean, imagine the women we work with. Oh my lord, they won't even date a guy who has a roommate, <laughs> let alone homeless. Not all the women. <laughs> so men, if you're listening, that's not all of the women also I'm just not thinking all about of it. the women a few specific examples yeah. who she's been oh, <laughs> frustrated by you're killing me but uh, whatever <laughs> anyway so um okay so so basically the whole episode then Charlotte dates this guy who's like this does the sexual thing and he's like really freaky and then um Samantha goes and like is thinking about getting plastic surgery and then she looks in the mirror and she feels like a freak because she has all of these markers written all over her um and yeah and so it's basically just all of them have these experiences and then Carrie meets this guy in the meet cute way and then at the end of the episode she stays over his house he leaves and then she's like there has to be something (laughs) freaky about this guy and so she goes and searches throughout his entire apartment and she finally finds this little box and she's like trying to hack it open and then all of a sudden he comes back he like comes back in and sees her opening the box so it's just like she's like snooping and he's like what are you doing and she said I just I just I had to find I had to find what your freaky thing was so anyway 2020 are all men freaks? And that's kind of like Pandora's box of just Ugh. her trying to get into something that she shouldn't have been and then ruining. I mean, it's just... I know, poor thing. <laughs> anyway, but, but okay, so it's like the paranoia, then it's like, of course. But are all men freaks? What do we say in 2020? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I mean, the guys I've dated. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean... I think, I don't know, what what do you say to that, Christina? Well, I, I guess Out of you, the thousands of men that we've interviewed... Right. I think most are... are fairly normal. Yeah, and everyone has interesting, quirky things about them. Yeah. That's, I was actually in an acapella group in college called The Quirks, and oh. we celebrated quirky little things. We had nicknames for our different quirks. Mine was called... Unessential. Oh my god, Trouble in Paradise. It wasn't unessential. No. That was the, the male group. That was right? the male group. Yes. Oh my god, no, I was in Trouble in Paradise. But wait, right. oh, so each quirk had a different quirk? 
What was that your quirk? was there on their shirts. We got <gasps> shirts made for what us. What was your quirk? Mine was I it was called Lifetime and because they all thought I was in a like I was in a lifetime movie because I was very romantic and very oh my God. very emotional, very <laughs> passionate and very, just <laughs> always talking about dating and romance which oh, surprise shocking. surprise I oh am now gosh. sitting where I am. Oh but Lifetime gosh. was my nickname. Wow. Yeah, I, I think that everyone has quirks. Yeah. I, how was she meeting these guys on on here? Just... She was introduced to one. Okay. Like, she, she, there were a lot of different ways. Mm. I think nowadays, I think that you can, I think that if it's a, an introduction, obviously, I think everybody has something a little weird and freaky about them. Like, everybody has those, like, secret, like, things that make them a little bit, like, weird. Like, some right. guys have, like, a foot fetish or, like, Well, not, it, some it doesn't guys, have to be, right. Yeah, it doesn't it have doesn't, to be sexual. That's more, I would say. Yeah. It, there could be things, for instance... My husband loves board games. <laughs> that would be, and he you were about to drop. A <laughs> but he, <laughs> we can lead up to that on some kind of advertisement that we do for this. <laughs> Poor Dan. For instance, my oh husband, my and then cut it at that so that everyone has to listen. Oh my lord! But he, oh my lord! This was a few months into dating. That we were dating. Wait, what was it again? Oh, board, board games. games. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. he, this, he, we were driving back from because yeah. we, had, he had introduced me to his parents, mm. and we were driving back, and then in the car he said, "Christina, there's something I have to tell you." Oh Lord. <laughs> oh God. And he said, I would have lost it." And I think he said something, and I was, I was bracing myself because I was oh thinking, "What on earth is he going to say? Is he? It's only been three months. Is he going to try to propose? I, I'm not ready for oh that." There was a lot going through my head, or maybe he has some weird, yeah. just strange thing going on. Totally. And then he said, "I'm." I think he said something like, "I'm really into board games, and I'm a nerd <laughs> at heart." And I, he hadn't really shared any of that with me in the. I didn't know this was totally new information, but it's so funny how he led up to it because then I'm thinking, oh, okay, not oh not a big deal, gosh. and I think that's a good. It's, yeah. I think some guys who are a little more nerdy might feel mm-hmm. awkward to bring that up to a woman who they really like or mm-hmm. they think is really cool and pretty and. So mm-hmm. I could see there are things that will come up that you might. Everyone has little quirks, mm-hmm. but if it's something sexual or something like a foot fetish, like you were saying, there's nothing wrong with or, a foot fetish. Well, uh, you know, and those no, are actually the things that I'll, I'll. I think, yeah, I think there are certain things even that Carrie was dealing with that are probably more deal breaker freak things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for someone like. Yeah, like, like somebody who's like stealing, like steals little things. Right, or like exactly. Does does exactly. Weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I recall, I think that after being nine years as a professional matchmaker, I, there's always people say, What's the weirdest thing that somebody's told you? What's the weirdest matchmaking? And I remember <laughs> I was doing this interview with this guy who was, we were, I think he was just a part, be, be, becoming a part of the database. Mm. And we like because we have different you can be either in, the, in our database or you can be like a, a, a priority member where you're getting a certain number of matches but this guy just wanted to be in the database and um 
I was doing his interview and oh. um and like he seemed super normal, like a little nerdy, but whatever. I was, you know, I'm like, wow, oh, he's a great guy, like educated, this, that, the other. And then I'm like, great, awesome. So hobbies and interests, like tell me some of your hobbies and interests. And he told me that one of his hobbies was A D B P. Wait, ADBPSM or something like that. And it was, and then, and I kind of wrote it down and said, oh, that's awesome. Because, <laughs> you know, I've done so many interviews at this point. I just kind of affirm whatever they're saying. And I kind of moved on. And then he said something about furry thing things. And I said, wait, okay, I'm so sorry. But like, and that's where I kind of put my little, my little antennae was risen. And I said, wait, so, okay, can you just define that other thing that you just told me, the, the, the letters? And it was adult baby diaper. Oh, yeah. Don't look it up. Enactment or something like that. You guys, yeah. Please don't look it up. Do not so look this up. Creepy. And like apparently, so I so I was like, I thought he was joking at first. So I kind of I was like, oh my gosh, right. Okay. And he's like, no, that's actually one of my hobbies. Um, and I'm actually one of the foremost um procurers of these videos. And so he sends me the video. It's. It was literally absolutely. Violating. It violating. was. It was a violation mm. of my brain yeah. and my eyes and my purity. Yeah, please do. It not. was a purity violation. Look at this, and like, and I just was like, oh my god! But it was like him defecating in a diaper. It was disgusting, mm. and him like acting like a baby. And but you guys like. They imagine, like, if you just met this guy on an app, you would think, oh, this is some normal, like, cool, little nerdy guy. Imagine. Thank God. And that's what I say. That's why people work with us. Exactly. That's because why there are can... freaks out there. That's true. And that is freaky. Mm-hmm. And listen, I am a non-judgment zone. Like, you could pretty much tell me anything, and I'm not going to judge you. I, even I, was shook. Like I was shook to my. Well, very we have core. to also protect our members. And totally. Sorts yeah. Of so his his application was rejected. Right. Um. But yeah, and I also know that a few of my girlfriends are doing online dating right now, mm-hmm. and I think I told you yes. this. Yes. And you one of my girlfriends that. was telling me how she gave her phone number to this guy who seemed totally normal. And then all of a sudden she woke up the next day and she had about 50 missed calls from him, some from an unknown number and then some from his number. And so I then did a background check on his phone number and he had told her that he was 35. Uh Uh-uh. His background check said he was 48. She called the police because he then also mentioned something about where she lived. And it was very creepy. Um, But anyway, you just have to be really careful because there are... I mean, I'm an avid crime podcast listener. And if I've learned anything, it's to not trust anybody. Like, you never know. You, I, I've Also, if I've learned anything, it's that you never know what's really going on behind closed doors. Because somebody could seem like they have a wonderful life. A couple could seem like they have a perfect life. But then behind closed doors, there is, oh, it is juicy. Okay? 
<laughs> anyway, so moving, moving on. on. Next segment is stars. They're just like us. In this segment, we discuss the top relationship-related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life. Okay, so our first story is actually about a new Netflix show called Indian Matchmaking. So it's... I saw that on your Instagram. Oh my gosh, did you? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, you saw my Instagram. So, okay, so many people have reached out to me, like, and it's so funny because whenever any of my friends or anybody really on Instagram sees anything matchmaker related, they always, like, send it over to me. Um, but specifically, I got so many, like, so many people would reach out to be like, Ali, you have to watch the Indian matchmaking. Like, you have to watch mm. this show. It's so great. It's so fascinating. I binged it in a night, whatever. So I decided that I would watch it last night. <laughs> And sacrifices you make. I know. I know, ch- honestly, but I'm, you guys, I'm really sorry. So I will say it is a fabulous show. I loved it. They picked basically the perfect client. Like the one that I saw was this woman who was 34. She was very, she's Indian, obviously. Yeah picky beyond (laughs) basically what we deal with (laughs) saying like saying like the magic is like oh you know he has a great sense of humor and she says you know how I hate a sense of humor (laughs) you know how I hate laughing was she acting no this this was real total this was real and it felt real oh no 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 it was real okay this was not that's hard to capture you that's very hard I mean is it you could just come to our office for a day and you can see if there was a camera on these Uh, people they would change Uh, would they I think think so oh god I wish we could film them (laughs) clients if you're listening I just, please be less picky. Um, It's really killing. It's driving me to the grave. But, okay, so here's the thing. I will be honest. I couldn't get through the full episode. And it's not because it isn't such a fabulous show. I think anybody that is not in the matchmaking industry should totally watch this show because it's such a good, um, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just, I know I am because it's, oh my gosh, he's, he's, arm or something is straight in my belly button. Are you sure? It's, it's okay? Yeah, it's okay. fine. Oh my gosh, it's just I'm so nervous. a little bit sensitive in that area. Oh, okay, it's fine. Um, but yeah, sometimes I feel that way after I've eaten something. Um, but so, yeah, but anyway, I so I apologize. It just... For a Monday night, I couldn't, after having worked a full Mm. day and, like, having done this every single day of my life for nine years, I needed a respite. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. And it's, it's not that it isn't an amazing show. And I think it's fascinating because it specifically goes into um, Indian, the Indian matchmaking world, which is, we've dabbled in. Yeah, does it take place in India or here? She travels so she traveled okay. to Texas. I see. Okay. She travels basically wherever the clients are. Okay. She works with a very small number of clients. Right. It's not like us. Right. Um, it's also just her. Okay. So we we have multiple matchmakers here. So it's not just me and Christina. Um, in fact, we, it's very heavily our other matchmakers, even though they're not on the podcast and kind of um, out in the in the public eye. We keep them locked in a basement <laughs> to give the matchmaking. Making expertise, 
<laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. They're not locked in basements. They're in their beautiful homes in the hills and wherever else they live. But anyway, so, um, but I thought it was really interesting. And they, this concept of what I wanted to talk about in real life mm. was this concept of love marriages and also arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. So uh, marriages in India... If they are just arranged marriages, which is a majority of them, they're called marriages. They're not called arranged marriages. Okay. But if it's a love marriage, that means it's based on love. It's not. It's not. It's not. Not being brought together. It's. It's a love marriage. Um, but I thought that the concept of an arranged marriage was really fascinating and something that I think as a company we should take a look into um, because I think that so many people, once they hit a certain point, they're just over it. Yeah. Like, they are over dating. They're mm. done. They are done. I know. And it's like the show Married at First Sight. Right, that's what I was and thinking And it's like, I mean, arranged marriages came before Married mm. at First Sight. Sure. But I think when I was younger and obviously before working as a matchmaker, I always thought, oh my God, who would ever do an arranged marriage? That sounds horrible. But now having done this for so many years, working with so many single men and women who are just over dating and they want to meet somebody who also is over dating and who's ready to make that commitment. So I wonder, would like, should arranged marriages become a thing again? Wow. Yeah. And you see the, it, so she's doing some arranged marriages or yeah, she, she doing, does a lot of arranged marriages. Okay. So yeah. with this client, she's looking for a love marriage I, is what Christina, I didn't like. get full into it. I'm okay. so sorry, That's but okay. the client made me laugh. I'm sorry, you guys. I, I did my homework a tiny bit, but like I basically read like the clips. That's okay. We're, we're, we're taking it. We're taking it. But yeah, what, but what do you think question. though? Like it, listeners, please write to me and comment like, would you do an arranged marriage? Say, and would you come so to a matchmaker? Had, yeah. Right. If we had a plan, yeah. is what you're saying, Alessandra, yeah. we would create a specialized plan mm-hmm. for an arranged marriage plan. I love that. And would they have, so when they meet, we would do all the choosing. Yeah. When they meet, because I think in the typical Indian. They can say yes or no. Right. Yeah. They can say yes or no, but it's more of a, the family meets. The family. They're together. They meet in the, one of the family's homes. Yeah. I don't know if this is correct, but this is what I've seen at yeah. least on TV. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Or they like send, yeah, yeah. Arranged marriage. I'm just looking. I'm just looking arranged marriage to see. Yeah, where the bride and groom are selected by an individuals other than the couple themselves, particularly family members such as the parents. But that's where a matchmaker comes in. Um, a professional culture is a professional matchmaker may be used to find a spouse. Find a spouse for a young person. Right, and then after that, those initial. I think there's three initial meetings, and then they can say yes or no. So it doesn't mean you have to. You have to follow through with the initial person. But I think I think that we should just make it a thing. But meeting the I first time and they're it. getting married. I, I why not? People are done. Da- they're over it. There is right. a sect of people that are just done dating. They're done. Right. They don't want to. I they want to say, show me m- the best match 
that you think is the match for me. Right. This is what this is my this is my criteria, but not must have blonde hair. Like if you want to do an arranged marriage, don't tell me you'll only marry a blonde girl. Right. Okay. Right. It has to be something where it's do they want to get married in the same time frame? Do they want to have children in the same time frame? Right. Religion wise, are they compatible? Um, or do they want to raise the family in the same way? Economically, like like that should be a factor in arranged marriage. Also, education-wise, that can be a factor as well. Basically, everything that we match based on, right, but, but that people get annoyed at. Because they don't understand how important all of these things That's are. That's true. That's because true. Because they think, oh well, I wasn't like, or, or for the woman, oh he was, he wasn't over six foot. Right. Right. I Guess think- what, Toots? Still got to marry him. <laughs> you paid for the arranged marriage plan. <laughs> if you. Uh- Alessandra, this is a great idea. I would love though. to. I know. I would. You guys, honestly, if you would be down for this, like, please let us know. I've seen a. I actually have known a few couples. I'm yeah. try, thinking back who have done arranged marriages, and yeah. one of the couples I'm thinking of is extremely happy and successful and has a few kids right now. Wow. I I met them. It wasn't, I don't know them too well, but I know that it was based on faith and they both were done with the whole dating thing. And they said, mom, finally, just, I'm I'm giving up. Yeah. I'm giving it to you. I love it. And I love the faith element because if it's like Jewish, if it's a Jewish couple, that is beautiful. If it's a Christian couple, Catholic couple, that's awesome. They want the same things. They're on the same page. You grow in love. You don't, you grow in, you grow in love. You don't fall in love. Right. So that's the whole concept. It's you're growing in love. You're not yeah. falling in love. I do think, though, there's the element of there has Choice. to be some kind of ch- free, right, will. free will involved. Oh. And so we would we would have to come up with something. But I have such a I God complex. The question, <laughs> the question Alessandra's asking our listeners yeah. is, do you think this is a good idea? Yeah. Would you like to see us doing arranged marriage packages? Oh, my gosh. I would <laughs> literally, like... I would live. We need you I would to weigh in on life. this. Yeah. We need you to weigh in on I this. I would live my Please best life. Please comment yes. below. Yeah. Please, how do, should they tell us about yeah. this? Yeah, comment. Center? Okay, leave it in the comments. If you're listening on SoundCloud, you can leave comments very easily. In Apple, you can also leave it in a comment on a rating. Just let us know if you want an arranged marriage, but please give us five stars even if you don't. Um, and then also, I'm going to put this on my Instagram, and Christina will too. We'll put a po- we'll put a poll just so you guys can like do a poll, and also you can leave any comments. I'll leave a question thing too. Right. But, and Alessandra's Instagram is at Matchmaker Alessandra Conti. Yeah. Mine is at Matchmaker Christina Conti. So we will. These results <sighs> will be very important because we yeah, might be unleashing. We may be unleashing. New- Screw it. Why not? I mean, come on. People come to us and they're just like, I'm done dating. I don't want to do it anymore. All right. So moving on. Dating in the City is brought to you by our Patreon. We're thrilled to announce the restructuring of our Patreon to allow for more club members, even as low as $1 a month. Join our 
exclusive club of Patreon members to support our weekly podcast and activate access to amazing personalized gifts and benefits. We'd love to keep providing you with the weekly podcast that you love. And to ensure that, join today on patreon.com slash dating in the city. Again, that's patreon.com slash dating in the city. Support the podcast that you love and get a tax deduction for it. Colton Underwood is dating Lucy Hale and keeping things casual. I'm a little bit triggered by Colton because he was the former Bachelor. Bachelor. Him and Cassie just broke up. Mm -hmm. And he definitely staged a paparazzi shot with him and Lucy Hale on a quote-unquote hike. Um, Anyway, in real life, is a guy saying that you are casually dating a red flag? Keeping things casual. Those words, casual. Like, what do we feel about those words, casual? Mm. And just one clarification question. Yeah. Colton Underwood is not related to Carrie Underwood. No, <laughs> no. They look alike, though. Okay. They're both blonde and very, um, very white, you know. They're very, like, all-American. Um, Southern. Yeah, Southern. But I, Colton, oh, God. It was just such a staged pop shot. Mm. And he Ugh. said to the paparazzi that they're keeping things casual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, that they're casually dating. Oof, that's that's definitely a trigger warning for us, that yeah. word, because obviously when you're getting to know someone, you want to take it step by step and not rush into things and get to know each other naturally, and that takes time. But there should be some kind of un- goal in mind that you're you're on the same track you're on the same path of yeah we're seeing if this is the right person for me or not yeah if it's casual that implies that there isn't that understanding and this is I can just we can do whatever we want and I hate that it's also one of my girlfriends this weekend had a birthday party and um or whatever I don't want to give it away whatever it's fine um but she threw a party and it was a small party it was outdoors it's fine very COVID friendly um, but very COVID friendly, but whatever. <laughs> or COVID on COVID on whatever. It was not aggressive. It was very, very few people. But anyway, she was showing me, she just got on dating apps for the first time in years. And she showed me one of the dating apps and one of the dating apps had like, what are you looking for? Right. And it was like, um, casual dating, like this, that, but casual dating was one of them. And one of the guys that she was talking to had clicked casual dating. Mm. And to me, I didn't want to say anything to her, but to me, that is such a red flag. Like Mm. if a guy just wants to casually date, like, I don't know. I just think that a man's, the right kind of guy's mentality should be like to be dating with the intention of marriage. Right. And I think we need to destigmatize people dating with the intention of getting married. Exactly. Like, why is that such a stigma? Why are we preaching to the youth that they should be down and open for casual dating right. and casual relationships. That's true. There's nothing casual about getting emotionally invested in somebody. There's mm-hmm. nothing. And casual dating usually also implies casual hookups. That's true. Because when somebody's dating casually, they're also hooking up casually. So I think my one of my goals is to destigmatize, if I can pronounce the word, um, The idea of dating with the intention of marriage. There's nothing wrong with dating with the intention of marriage. And I think that if more people 
just said that, that that's what they're doing, or were more open and honest with that, I think it would just make dating a whole lot easier. But it would also make things easier because then the people that did say that they wanted something casual, it would be easy to weed them out from your search. Like, if you're a woman or a man and you're dating with the intention of marriage, do not even entertain the idea of dating a guy who has that he's looking for casual relationship on his profile or worse yet looking for just friends what are you doing well maybe there's maybe they put many different things so he put put casual friends i think that's it oh casual friends maybe he put like committed relationship or something. So if you meet someone, if you've met someone who says that to you in person, I'm triggered. You can say, yeah, see, I told you trigger warning. So (laughs) triggered. If, and you've met someone in person and they say that that's what they're looking for, you can pry a little bit more and say, well, what does that mean to you? Yeah, and what does find that out, mean to you? Find out what their definition of casual dating is. Yes. Because stop. it does mean different things to different people. But I think all, oh, sorry. Go for it, Christina. For this bachelorette in particular, Alessandra, would you can would you have would you advise her to ask that question to him before they met, or well, would you just say don't as, even entertain? As we discussed last week, I stopped giving my friends dating advice. advice. Yeah, um, but if she was advice. if she was one if of she your came clients. in as a coaching client, right. I would say. I would say, okay, you've already invested a little bit in getting to know this guy. I would definitely be like, hey, so so what are you looking for? Like, what is it that you're looking for, you know, in a relationship? You know, and he, men will tell you, you know, men will tell you. So this would be before they meet up or after they meet up? I mean, I, I just, in my personal opinion, don't waste your time. Right. Just don't waste your time. And guys, change this on your profile. There's, for a woman that is actually marriage minded, there's nothing sexier than a guy who says that he's marriage minded. We were just talking about this. We were. A man who has, is dating with the intention of marriage is the hottest thing in the world. True. To a woman. Who's marriage minded. Who's marriage minded right. and who's ready for that. Mm-hmm. And that's also a great way to just, for guys to like, you know, obviously though on a first date, because sometimes the pendulum can't swing so aggressively. Sometimes what we see with some of our bachelors on a first date, they're super marriage-minded. But they'll say it in a way that's a little bit, like, constricting to the woman that's hearing it. Right. So even if a woman is looking for a marriage and she's ready, she wants that, if she hears it on a first date that, oh, well, what, like, of, of him, like, because you're trying to qualify her and see yes. if she's on the same page. If it's this, tricky for all of our, our members, if they're on a date with you, they are. Exactly. You do not need to discern that. They are. Yes. But it is, for anyone, it is very off-putting for both men and for women to hear that spoken from your lips on the first date. Absolutely. You will get to know someone's intentions if you spend enough time with that person. If he keeps asking you out, if she keeps saying yes, Mm -hmm. then later down the line you can talk a little bit more about that. But as a guy, if you are asked what is it that you're looking for, you can just say, I'm looking, you know, I'm ready. I want to meet my partner. I want to, I I would love that. If asked. Yeah, if asked. That is totally fun. Totally wonderful to say. Yeah, like I'm looking for. Don't put it on your profile 
know that, that you're looking for casual dating if that's yeah, not the case. Exactly. So that's what I think. But I think that's all you need to do is just say, yeah, I'm looking for, you know, I'd love to meet my wife. Like I would love, to, I would love that. If asked. If asked. Yeah. Um, if asked. And then don't go more into it because right. then you seem like the guy. Then what women get from that is they're hearing that and then they're saying, oh, he's trying to qualify me to see if I fit the criteria that will fit into his little idea of what the perfect wife is going to be. And most women who have, you know, anything going on are going to then feel repelled by that. Right, and feel like he's just looking for someone to fill in that space. Exactly. He's not into me as a special person. Exactly. That is Men, please listen to this. Yes. Repeat this section. Play it over. Play it over. This is vital information for you as you're dating. Because this is what women will never tell you. No, they women won't tell will you. Women will never tell you that when you're on a date with them and then you say you're looking for a wife and then you then proceed to ask them a bunch of questions that seem like you're qualifiers. Right. And it's great to ask them questions, but... The interview questions, the interview are, questions are not the right, are the ones that make them feel like, oh, okay, he wants to know how traditional I am in this mm-hmm. thing, or, and that's fine. It's asking good. about past relationships, asking right. about how many kids you want to have, asking like those types of questions, don't do it on a first date. Right. You want to err on the side of asking about, oh, so tell me about your passions. You know, what are you passionate about? If you could travel anywhere right now, where would you go? Fun Who's your favorite Spice Girl when you were growing up? Fun Did you grow up in the 90s? Oh my gosh, what was your favorite Nickelodeon show? So like fun, flirty questions. Getting to know her. Not saying, oh, so do you like to cook or, you know, oh, are you like (laughs) baking cleaning? Like what, you know, are you a messy person? Those are great examples also. Kill me, kill me. Okay, so let's move on to sisterly Sisterly advice. advice. Every week we answer a listener's burning question, and every week we give them advice that only your sister would give you. Hey, Allie, in, is dating in real a real city? And this is actually a Mansers edition. Oh, this is Mansers edition. Mansers. Ooh, good. Hey, Allie, is dating in a real city like L.A. a different experience, positively, from dating in a college town like Wisconsin? In my experience, it's more, and I guess there's a town in Wisconsin, but you didn't want to put it in there. Yeah. In my experience, it's more worth it for nice guys like me to focus 100% on our goals and forget about dating until someone comes into our life who makes it obvious she wants to date us. Just my opinion. Oh, I'm so happy we're talking about this. Yeah. So, here's the thing, honey. Coming to L.A. and dating in L.A., you're in for a rude awakening. Okay. Not a rude awakening, but you're definitely in for an awakening. Um, it is such a world of a difference in terms of a dating scene than it is in other places. I think that the biggest difference between dating in L.A. as opposed to dating in a small town or dating in a big city like L.A. or New York or San Francisco or D.C., which are service areas, um, and dating in a small town is that in a small town, um, most people, that's pretty much their goals are they're getting married a lot younger. They're having kids a lot younger. Usually 25 is like geriatric for getting married and having kids in small towns. Right. When you come to places bustling metropolises like New York, L.A., 
all of that, it is completely different. Most of the women in their 20s and most of the men in their 20s are not even, they can't even get it together to like pay a pay a bill. You know what I mean? They're just, it's or, not, <laughs> not pay a bill. They just might have different priorities at that time. Mm-hmm. And that's, okay, yeah. Ignore yeah, they, the pay a bill yeah, thing because they, they're, they, they're working. They're working. They're just focusing on, on usually focusing work. on work. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're a lot more driven with career-wise. Um, and so they, they just are. Or you know? less, or even if they could be driven in, in a smaller town, but yeah. marriage is more on the mind. Absolutely, of, because there's so much less thing. to do. Like, you're not, go like, in, in a big city, there's just so much to do and so many people to meet and places to go. Or there's just different value systems. Different value so systems, absolutely. Some people want to get yes. married and share their, their earlier life with someone Yeah, and earlier. that's the norm. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely find that in bigger cities, I, the reason I said they're, they can barely, like, scrape it together to pay a bill is because a lot of them are, like, especially in a city like L.A., they're focusing on the entertainment industry. And a lot of times in their young 20s, it's really difficult difficult to, um, unless you've been in this city for, you know, many, many years, there is a time period where you have to kind of pay your dues if you're working in the entertainment industry. So, um, I think that a lot of men in their twenties, a lot of young guys in their twenties, they're still kind of doing that and they're not, or women, absolutely. Mm. Um, and then finally, once they hit in their thirties, then they are more stable. They're more just at that place financially that they wanted to be because they really worked hard in their twenties. Um, that's what I see a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm it's interesting. I was just listening to a podcast that Timory and I've been on trending with Timory oh, on Relevant Radio for a bunch of episodes with her and it's, You're a regular. You're a regular right, on there. Yeah. Right. And she was interview she was speaking with Michael Knowles who's a very popular um podcaster and he was talking about how it, they were talking about marriage and how a lot of times it's it's really been twenty eight is seen as as a child a child groom. I know a child. <laughs> That's groom. what he said. It's he true. got he got married at twenty eight and he felt like a child, child groom out here. But it's true. So I think that it's good to know that that those differences. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't. We don't want to encourage you to just follow that. Path. Yeah. We want if that if, if you're you want to meet right if you want to meet the right person for you don't just focus on your career yeah there's a whole skill set that takes a long time to learn absolutely in dating and relationships and women it's a whole wonderful Ugh. world but there's a lot the to wonderful learn. world of women yes yes it's a it's it's fascinating but it will take time and that's why it it can be a problem if someone has focused so much on their career which is very normal now and then they come to us years later finally successful in what they wanted to do and now they have to learn this at oh, an older new, age yeah. and it's harder at the older because age because you're set in your ways right. and you're you know you're more it's just when you're you're a bit younger once you've been rejected a couple times, you kind of get used to it. Right. And I think that's why, like, men that are a bit younger that have kind of gotten their feet wet in the dating scene, they know rejection is just a part of it. Like, yeah. it's a part of dating. You're going to get rejected not once, not twice, maybe a hundred times. You will get rejected. That's Somebody true. will say yes, though, at some point. That's true. Um, and that's also on to the second half of the question was that um, – 
it's more uh, forget about dating until someone comes That's into what our I was lives answering. who makes yeah. it obvious that she wants to date yes. us. So I think that the issue here yeah. is that there are going to be a lot of women that come into your life that are interested in dating you, but they may not make it super obvious. Exactly. And you want to be also in charge of that journey yeah. yourself. Don't just wait on the woman. No. Because there, a lot of times they're waiting for you. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you both don't do anything, then nothing's going to happen. You won't be single forever. <laughs> right. Right. So you definitely want to keep your eyes out and see see who you'd be interested in dating and, and ask. And also for somebody who has put a lot of emphasis into your career and maybe you're like oh god oh dear I did that and now what do I do you can work with a matchmaker and a date coach like we work with so many very successful men who had focus on their career and then prioritize now are prioritizing love yes that's why we do what we do exactly that's why our company has been so successful because you can learn we can speed things along we can definitely because that journey takes years if you do it on your own Mm -hmm. but if you work with us we we just accelerate the process it's an accelerated and I hope I don't want you to take if you're older and you're listening to this I I do not want you to take what I said and feel like, oh, I did everything wrong. I'm regretting my choices and da da da. No, you are following what the culture, cultural paradigm was telling you. Modern coaches not me, <laughs> right? As Matthew Kelly says, just know that that was the past. Now it's the future. You can do so much right now. That was then. This is now. Exactly. So don't don't let that yes. block you for the future. Work with us and we we're will, here for you. We're That's here for literally you. what our matchmakers do. Right. Um, okay. And now our final segment. Netflix and quarantine. Our Conti COVID classics. Christina, what would your suggestion be? Mine is um Far from the Madding Crowd. Oh. By Thomas Hardy, which is a wonderful novel and we watched the movie first, actually. Oh. I think we watched it on, on Netflix first. I don't know if it's still there. But remember that movie, Alessandra, with Gabriel the Shepherd? And then remember oh. that? It no. was a British... I don't remember. Okay. It's, it, we You really liked it when we watched it. And then I got the book. And I've actually written an article about this as well that I can put in the show notes, too. But yeah. it's a fantastic novel. It helps you... Also discern good qualities. <gasps> I of remember. People. Yes, because she got married to one man who was the show pony type, oh, and then things. The one I always warn you, ladies, about. Mm-hmm, then things yep. crashed and burned. Yep. So I won't give away everything, yeah. but I want you to read this book. It's fantastic, and watch the movie if you can, whatever order you prefer. Love it. And then my suggestion would be, this is going to be really random, but Alan, my boyfriend, um, made me, and literally made me watch, because I said absolutely not, he made me watch Robin Hood Men in Tights, (laughs) which I said, Alan, no. Like, no, I didn't want to watch it. But then he agreed that he would wear, um, I love those, the pants, like the parachute pa- man pants. Yes. What are they called? I don't know, but They're they hot. taper off towards I the I love them. Towards the end. So he promised he would wear them if I watched it. <laughs> and I did. 
And I actually really enjoyed it. It was really funny. It was lighthearted. It was, like, kind of dumb guy humor. But now I can, like, hang. You know? I can hang with guys. Huh. I have to see if yeah. Dan has seen that. I know. Robin Hood. Men in tights. It's very strange. It's funny. It was lighthearted. But anyway. Well, thanks, everyone, for yes. listening. It's been a pleasure and a joy, as always. So make sure you follow us and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a thing. Yay. Thanks, you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com. 